Amen. You can be seated. All right. And uh, we'll just do it a little different than we did last Wednesday night. I'm going to go ahead and do the, uh, I guess, devotional uh, now. Uh, and then we'll have some fellows come up and pray at the end uh, if pastor doesn't get here in time. And so uh, it's kind of uh, unique. Uh, I guess the live stream uh, is one of the pluses, I guess, for technology, things like that. A lot of negatives out there. Uh, we won't get but uh, uh, I did see myself leading the singing uh, from Sunday, and uh, I saw myself sitting there in my chair from Sunday, and uh, they say, I guess, TV adds 10 pounds, and it, and it looked like it, and, uh, and then I guess 10, it says, I don't know if it's 10 years, but it does age you, because you can see all the wrinkles and things like that, because I don't have a makeup crew, and uh, so, uh, but the only thing I did not see, I saw plus in the pound area and plus in the age area, but I did not see plus in the hair area. Uh, it, may, it, may have been, it may have been less uh, because of the shining lights and things like that. So I, I'm not a fan of what it makes me look like uh, on live stream. I, I guess I'm a fan that people uh, are at home and being able to hear and uh, participate in a church service. Uh, but again, the age and the and, and somebody brought that to my attention. They sent me a, a screenshot of that and said, hmm, Looking good. <laughs> so anyway, I won't say who, but he might be watching tonight as well. So, uh, but anyway, uh, but if you'll take your Bible and turn to John chapter 4, John chapter 4, and of course, early this morning, I uh, text pastor and ask him, uh, you know, as far as the music goes uh, tonight, and he sent back, uh, same as uh, Wednesday, last Wednesday, except the offering at the end, uh, like we did Sunday, uh, and then shortly after that, I got an email saying for me to do this part again tonight, uh, and of course, uh, you know, I was reading my Bible this morning, and in my Bible reading, I'm in John chapter 4 right now, and uh, it's amazing how, uh, obviously, we'll know the Bible story, I mean, it's a very familiar Bible story, uh, but how that you can see principles, the Holy Spirit can show you principles in a Bible story that might not have anything to do with what's going on in our world today, uh, but the principles apply, uh, and it was just one after the other, one after the other this morning. And uh, so, uh, of course, uh, in John chapter 4, uh, verse 4 there, it says here, He must needs go through Samaria. And, of course, uh, Jesus uh, was in his earthly ministry, traveling around, performing miracles, uh, obviously preaching and teaching at this time. And we see here in this verse, in verse 4, it says here, He must needs go through Samaria. And so, of course, even while he was here on earth, and, you know, I guess... Uh, you know, even in our existence, there's a purpose. Uh, nothing slips up on God. Uh, it's, it's planned. It's on purpose. And, of course, you know, from the beginning, the book of Genesis, he created this world. He created man to have dominion and to live in it uh, and so forth. And even in this time when he was here on the earth, uh, he was being led. Uh, and he says, I must needs go through Samaria. And, of course, he was Jewish. And the Jewish people and Samaritans, they didn't get along very well. Uh, but he must needs go through there. And so uh, as far as introduction here, uh, we're going to look at some comforting thoughts in uh, John chapter 4. And here's one that, you know, he, uh, it's, everything's on purpose. Uh, you know, everything that takes place in our life is on purpose. Uh, God allows it. Uh, of course, I've always heard that if something is in your life, it's one or two things. Uh, it's either a test. And so, you know, those, those of you that love tests... Uh, you know, pass it the first time. Uh, those of you that hate tests, pass it the first time so you don't have to take it again. Uh, so it's either a test or it's a correction. 
And of course, I promise you, if it's a correction, if you'll hit your knees and say, God, what are you trying to correct me uh, in? Or what are you trying to show me? I guarantee he'll show you. Uh, I never had to wonder if my dad was spanking me. And I never had to wonder why my dad was spanking me. I may have had to wonder which one of the reasons that I needed a spanking. And there was a list of them. Uh, but I always knew. I could feel it. Uh, and then I always knew why, at least which one was he thinking <laughs> that I needed a spanking for. Uh, but the same thing here. God does everything he does on purpose. He got up that morning and he didn't just say, well, let's just start walking. No, I must needs go through Samaria. Uh, he was very purposed in his life and the way he uh, behaved himself and the way he went about his business. And so here's, that's something comforting that, that this is not slipped up on God. Uh, he allowed it on purpose. Now, we may not know why. Uh, it may be a test for some. It may be a correction for some. Uh, but it's on purpose. Uh, it did not slip up on God. So uh, as far as the outline goes tonight, number one, uh, my first point would be this. God knows all and sees all. God knows all and sees all. So let's skip down to verse 16. And, of course, you know the story. He goes over to Samaria, and he comes up on Joseph's well. And... Uh, uh, he wanted some water, and of course the Samaritan, the lady, uh, the Samaritan was there. The Samaritan woman was there, and uh, he asked her for a drink. And of course, you know she was asking, you know, "Why are you asking me? You know, you're Jewish. I'm Samaritan. We we don't we don't have dealings and, and so forth and things like that." But then uh, after that conversation uh, has subsided, verse 16 says, "He says Jesus said to her, Go call thy husband, and come hither.'" And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, uh, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, uh, and he whom uh, thou now hast is not thy husband. Uh, and th that said, Sayest thou truly? And the woman saith unto her, Sir, I, I perceive that thou art a prophet. So, of course, it comes to her realization, uh, you know, he must be a prophet because uh, just like I have said, I don't have a husband. And he said back to me, you said, well, uh, now here he is listing it off. Uh, you know, you've had five, uh, and the guy that you're with right now is not your husband. And so, you know, she it gets her attention. So we see here that God knows all and sees all. Now, that can be a good thing or it can be a bad thing. In this case, it was kind of a bad thing uh, because her sin was uh, revealed to her. Uh, that not not you know she knew that she had, but now we, there's a man sitting standing in front of her that knew that she had sinned, and so of course uh, if God knows all and sees all, if you're right with Him, that's a good thing. Uh, you, you know you get the uh, you get the uh, thumbs up or you get the wink or the head nod that this is the way walk ye in it. Uh, you know God sees all and knows all uh, if you're doing right, uh, but if you're hiding something from Him. Uh, and maybe you're, uh, you know, almost giving yourself uh, a panic attack trying to hide it from everybody. <laughs> Might as well give up. You can't hide it from God. Uh, God knows. He knows all and sees all. And here he is uh, talking to her. And then so uh, he obviously convinced her that he was uh, a prophet. And, and over verse 39, uh, 29, uh, she's running through the town saying, Come see a man which told me all things I ever did. Uh, is not this the Christ? And so, of course, we know uh, that she gets saved during this conversation and so forth, and she's going and uh, telling her, come see a man. Uh, so she realized that God knows all and sees all. And so Pastor has encouraged us. Obviously, we don't have a, 
uh, a specific soul winning time right now, but he's encouraged us if we are out and about, uh, socially distanced, uh, uh, you know, make sure, uh, but you can witness to people from six feet away. Uh, I mean, I, I can, I can hear, you know, you can hear me with the help of a microphone, but I can step away from it and I could get louder and you still could hear me. Uh, so we can witness from either six feet away. So, uh, that's what she was doing. Uh, she was going out saying, come see a man, come see a man. Uh, why? Because he knows all and sees all. A couple of verses that you can write down that prove this point in the Bible. Uh, Psalm 34, 15. Psalm 34, 15 says this, The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. So here's a verse that tells us that if you are right with God, God knows all and sees all, and you're right with God. It says here, his eyes are upon the righteous. So when he's looking down, seeing you read your Bible in the morning, seeing you go to your prayer closet, seeing you socially distance here at church, seeing you on live stream watching it, uh, seeing you do righteous, it says here his eyes are on you, and it says his ears are open to their cry. And so that's why pastors encouraged us to, to pray about this situation. Uh, go to God on behalf of others. Go to God on the behalf of our country. Go to, be, go to God on behalf of the world. Uh, because if you're righteous, his eyes are on you, and it says here his ears are open. And uh, he will hear your cry. Uh, another one, Proverbs 5.21. Proverbs 5.21, it says here, For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. So not only does God see the righteous, uh, he sees our goings. Uh, and of course, uh, if we're heading down the wrong trail, you know, a parent would say that to a kid. If a, if a kid was just learning to walk and they were going towards the steps, uh, the parent might say, no, no. Uh, if they didn't want to get up out of the chair, uh, the parent might get up out of the chair and run to the kid and grab a hole. Why? Because they know what's going to happen. Uh, the kid's going to fall down. Uh, you know, why? Because we've probably fallen down <laughs> or we've seen others falling down. We've been down that path. So God says here uh, that his eyes are upon us. Why? Because he ponders our path. He sees which way we're going. So again, he knew that this was going to be the time of the world that we're living in because he would pondered all of our past and he wants to see how we, how we react to it. Uh, pastor preached Sunday. Okay, God's got our attention. Now what are we supposed to do? Try to get his attention back. And so he's pondered all those paths. Uh, Proverbs 15.3 says this, The eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. So not only is his eyes on the righteous, uh, watching us do what we're supposed to do, living how we're supposed to live, behaving ourselves how we're supposed to behave, but it's also on the evil. Uh, and of course... You know, hopefully, uh, you know, the, some of the mandates that the government put on us, you know, hopefully, you know, it didn't mess up your bar going, all right? And uh, maybe it didn't mess up your beach going. Maybe you like to keep all your clothes on uh, and things like that. But uh, some people, uh, you know, that's what they were doing. They were doing evil. They were doing wrong. Uh, and, and God's watching that. And here he is allowing this situation to be in our world and, you know, must not have gotten their attention because they kept doing evil uh, and, and so forth. So God's eyes are beholding the evil and the good. Uh, here's another one, 2 Chronicles 16.9. 2 Chronicles 16.9, it says this, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. I remember the first time I read this verse, obviously the other verse that says to and fro popped into my mind. Uh, it may have done that to you as well. Uh, but the Bible says that the devil goes to and fro throughout the whole earth seeking whom he may devour. Right? And so he has to go, he has to walk. But God's sitting here, his eyes just go back and forth. 
and uh, he knows uh, everything. He sees it. And it says here, his eyes go to and fro throughout the earth, the whole earth, uh, to show himself strong on the behalf of them whose heart is perfect uh, toward him. And so uh, the Bible says here that God's eyes go to and fro. And if there's somebody that's right with God, their heart is per perfect towards God, and he sees them in a situation, uh, all they got to do is cry and his ears open, and uh, he, he will show himself strong. And, of course, uh, you know, I remember the first time my mom ever asked me to open a jar for her, you know, because Dad wasn't home. Uh, I mean, I was going to get that jar open if I had to bust it, but, uh, you know, because that, that's just something about it. Teenage guy, you know, his mom's in there. I get that, Mom. All right. Like to show himself strong. All right. And a teenage guy will open that jar for his mom and his chest will get a little bit bigger. Uh, you know, then that night when he goes by the mirror, he's like, whoa, yeah. And he starts flexing like Eric does. And, uh, you know, in front, in front of the mirror, things like that. Uh, there's something about a guy like to show himself strong. If somebody's trying to pick up something, you know, like two guys are on one end of the piano and you can walk over there and grab the one end by yourself. Uh, and then that night you have to take 19 ibuprofen because you're like, uh, but you got it up. Uh, something about guys. They like to show themselves strong. And uh, maybe you picked up your wife when you walked into the thre over the threshold. All right. And I'm not trying to single out some that maybe didn't uh, or couldn't. But anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, everybody, all guys like to show themselves strong. God, obviously, is a guy. And it says here, his eyes go to and fro. And uh, he's watching those people that are, those hearts perfect towards him. He likes to show himself strong. I got this. All right? Just trust me. All right? God likes that. So we see here, God knows all and sees all. Uh, and, and let's go to the second one now. Let's uh, go back up to verse 6. Go back up to verse 6. Second point is this. Not only does he know all and see all, God gives different type water and different type meat. And right now, obviously, there's, you know, runs on things out there. Uh, you know, water was crazy at the beginning, but it seems like water's kind of slowed down. Uh, you still can't find toilet paper. Uh, you know, I, I think we could take uh, and do away with the Miracle Car Wash, and if we could just find toilet paper and sell that, uh, we, could, we could pay for the, both those trips that the kids want to go on. Uh, but anyway, we, uh, that, that's just crazy. Uh, but anyway, uh, God gives different types of water and different types of meat. In verse 6, it says here, Now Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, therefore, uh, being weary uh, with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a Samaritan wo or woman of Samaria to draw water, and Jesus said unto her, Give me drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then the woman said of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask me, or drink of me, which I am a woman of Samaria, for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knowest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me drink, thou wouldest have asked who uh, of him, and uh, he would give in thee living water. And it says here, And the woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, uh, and the well is deep. Uh, from whence then ha hast thou living water? And, uh, of course, he talk, he's talking about living water here. 
So Jesus uh, not only gives a different type of water. And so, uh, you know, Pastor talked about this too. Uh, I think it was Sunday before about the peace. Maybe it was Sunday morning. Uh, peace. And the, the one verse he used, uh, peace I give unto thee, not as the world giveth. And so Jesus here gives a different type of, type of water. And so some people, uh, they're calling their psychic. Uh, some people are looking at the paper and checking out all the astrology things. Uh, some people are, you know, they say the suicide channel uh, or the suicide uh, phone is just ringing off the hook. Uh, you know, the, the, the domestic abuse is just ringing off the hook. And so some people, they go to different things when they're, when they're dealing with a situation like this. Uh, they go to drinking. Uh, they go to drugs. They go to psychics. Uh, they go to doing things wrong, uh, things like that. But Jesus gives a different type of water. And so, of course, yeah, we are uh, in, a, in a situation in this world that's pretty dire. Uh, there have been many, many people die from it, things like that. Uh, but not one time have I thought about looking at the stars. Not one time have I thought about looking at the paper or, or making a phone call. Uh, but several times I've went to God and let him give me a different kind of peace. Give me a different kind of, of, of comfort. Uh, and that's where we're supposed to look to, uh, not, to the, not to all these other means. And so they were looking at regular water. He was talking about living water. And then also it says here, let's go over to verse 32. Uh, verse 32 says, there, But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Uh, therefore the, the disciples uh, said one of the disciples, or said the disciples one to another, Hath he any, uh, any man brought him ought to eat? And Jesus said to them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. And so, of course, we see here, not only did he give a different type of water, he gave a different type of meat. Uh, his meat was to do the will of the Father. Uh, and, of course, we do have to have uh, food and we have to have water, things like that. Uh, but to do the will of God uh, in this situation uh, and hopefully... Uh, I haven't heard of any yet because we obviously haven't been around each other a lot, uh, but I'm sure there have been people saved uh, because of this, uh, maybe some co-workers, maybe some relatives, things like that. I, I know I have had several uh, people uh, last Wednesday night, uh, the verses that I gave, uh, had a lady tell me that she sent them to her sister, uh, and they were a big help. Uh, but it's, it's different. It's different type meat. Uh, this is called the meat of the word. Uh, and that's what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to have the milk all the time. Uh, get the meat of the word. And so we see here, uh, he tells them to do that. And then uh, right after that, he says in verse 36, uh, or verse 35, And say not ye that they are yet four months, and then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look unto the fields, for they are white already unto harvest. And so, of course, here in this situation where he's giving water, uh, getting this lady saved, they're worrying about real meat. He's talking about the different type of meat, and he's talking about how we ought to get people saved. So, uh, number one, God sees all and knows all. Number two, God gives a different type of water and a different type of meat. Number three, uh, God can be and wants to be worshipped. Let's go to verse 20. God can be and wants to be worshipped. So during this time, a lot of times, we, that's what we do. We, we freak out a little bit. We panic a little bit. And we start looking unto ourselves. We look to other people. Uh, we look to situations. We look to employers, uh, things like that. We look to the government. Uh, but God's like, hey, look here. That's what he's trying to do. Uh, and so that's exactly what Pastor was preaching about out of Second Chronicles, uh, if my people. Uh, and so God, 
does or can be and wants to be worshipped. Look at verse 20. It says here, Our fathers worshipped uh, in the mountains, and ye say that the Jerusalem is the place where we ought to worship. And Jesus said to her, Woman, uh, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither uh, in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, and you know not what. Uh, for know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. Uh, but the hour cometh when no man, uh, I'm sorry, when now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such worship in him. And God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So in this time, uh, obviously, uh, God wants us to worship him. And it says here in two different ways, in spirit and in truth. Uh, of course, that spirit, talk about the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit is described as a paraclete, one that walks along beside. And so God knows, uh, you know, obviously they're wanting to extend it all the way out to April 12th, maybe even further than that, all this social distancing and staying home and all that kind of stuff, and people weren't worrying. What are we going to do? Uh, obviously, God wants to come along beside uh, and let him comfort us with that spirit saying, I got you. Uh, I can take care of this. Uh, and then it says here, uh, and in truth. So uh, the truth uh, is uh, uh, he's got a reputation that he tells the truth. Of course, if you know someone that they, they are a habitual liar, uh, and, and you know if they told you something, I guarantee you I'll be there. You probably would not believe them. Why? Because they had the reputation of lying. Uh, and that was, you know, they always did that. Uh, but God, uh, the Bible, Jesus, they have a reputation of telling the truth. And so we must worship him in spirit and in truth. So take advantage of the Holy Spirit, being that paraclete coming along beside, but then also take advantage of his truth. Uh, God has always told the truth, and his word uh, is his bond. Uh, when somebody that's a, a truth teller tells you, I'll be there at such and such, pretty much at such and such, you're going to be looking for them because they've always told you the truth. Their word is their bond, uh, and it ought to be that way. God's word is his bond. Uh, he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Uh, he says, I'll supply all you need uh, according to my riches and glory. Uh, he's got those promises. So that's how we're supposed to worship during this time. He can be and he wants to be. And that's what he was telling this lady. He said, look, your fathers went to the mountains and they prayed to this and they prayed to that. Uh, that, that that's, that's going away. Uh, you know, uh, I'm the one uh, that needs to be prayed to. And, and, and God the Father in this needs to be worshipped in spirit and truth because he is a spirit. So, uh, first of all, God knows all and sees all. Secondly, God gives different types of water and meat. And thirdly, God can be worshipped and wants to be worshipped. Uh, and lastly, we'll see here, uh, God can just speak and things can change. God can just speak and things can change. Uh, look down at verse 46. So this is, uh, he left on purpose, went over to Samaria, won this lady to the Lord. She's going out being a soul winner. Uh, he's teaching his disciples, hey, uh, you know, take care, you know, meat. We got to get people saved. There's the, the, there's the, the harvest. It's white unto harvest. Uh, and then uh, on, their, on their journey from this, uh, over in verse 46, it says here, So Jesus came again to Canaan of Galilee, where he made the water into wine. And it says here, And there a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. And so we see uh, he comes up to him, and when he had heard that Jesus was come out of Judea to, into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. 
Then Jesus said unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. Uh, and then it says here, And the nobleman said unto him, Sir, come down uh, ere my child die. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed uh, the word which Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And it goes on down to tell the rest of the story. When he gets there, uh, his son's alive. Uh, and so they, they, he kind of asked him, well, you know, when did he kind of wake up? And they said it was the seventh hour. And he remembered that's exactly when Jesus was talking to him. And so we see here Jesus can just speak and things can change. And so he can stop this anytime he wants to. And I think he should hear that from his ones that hearts stayed on him, who's right with him. He ought to hear that. Uh, so we ought to ask God, just like we ought to ask God to save people, uh, save their souls. Uh, that's what we ought to do. In this situation, we ought to ask God to heal people. And, of course, thank the Lord, some of the medications that they're trying seem to be working on some of the people. Uh, and we ought to keep praying that. Uh, but we, God could just stop it. Uh, if, he can, if he can just speak and a, a child come back to life, he could tell the coronavirus to take a hike. And he could do it. Uh, and we ought to believe that, and, and, and he could. But then it says here in about the seventh hour. And so he figured it out when he got there. Uh, you know, it wasn't his faith. It wasn't his, uh, you know, going and asking, things like that. It was the same exact time said when Jesus said, hey, go on home. Your son's okay. He's going to be living. Uh, whether he looked at the clock or used a, uh, some type of sun device, he knew it was the seventh hour. And so obviously you couldn't convince that man that Jesus didn't speak his son back to life. Uh, and I, I've had situations like that. I remember my wife and I, uh, you know, back when we used to drive at night. Uh, you know, when your kids are three, four, five years old, it's a good time to drive at night because they're usually sleeping, all right? And uh, that's the quietest time, things like that. So get me some sunflower seeds and a Dr. Pepper, and I'm on, I'm on it, uh, as long as they're, they're quiet and they're sleeping. Uh, so I remember driving through Atlanta, uh, one o'clock morning, two o'clock in the morning. I can't remember exact time. And so I'm driving down through there, and I see these headlights coming up behind me. And this guy, I mean, he is flying, and he bounced off this wall, spun around three or four times, went right in front of our car, bounced off that wall, spun around a couple more times behind me, and pulled over on the side of the road. And I saw him get out, and I was like, that guy's either drunk out of his mind or whatever. But I just kept on getting it, and um, and so, but I do remember looking. I can't remember the exact time now, but I do remember looking at the little clock on my uh, dash of my truck. And so when we got there, uh, you know, we went straight to bed. Next morning, my dad asked how everything went. So we were talking, said, yeah, everything was good, except this one guy was bouncing off walls and spinning around us. And my dad said, what time was that? And I told him. And he said, hmm. And I was like, why? He said, God woke me up. And he told me exact time. He said, pray, pray for your kids. And he did. So, I mean, God's done that several times. So God can do that. Uh, and, and, again, Jesus didn't have to go down there and touch the kid. He just had to speak it. All right? Uh, you know, and God can do that. And so uh, in chapter 4 here are some comforting thoughts that God uh, knows all and sees all. And his eyes are in every place. Uh, secondly, he gives a different type of comfort. He gives a different type of result. He gives a different type of water and different type of meat. Uh, but he wants to be worshipped, and he can be worshipped. And lastly, we see here uh, that God can just speak, and things can change. And so let's keep speaking. Let's keep praying. 
and asking God to uh, take care of us and take care of our world, take care of our nation, uh, take care of any.